Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. Today we will be discussing the 20th episode of Fruits Basket. I can't believe you picked it up. Warning, spoilers for everything that has aired up to this point. Some of us have read the manga, some of us have seen the early 2000s version of the anime, but we won't be spoiling anything beyond episode 20. Find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. On Spotify, you can find the link on our website or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. All right, so tell me, what are your general thoughts for this episode, April? So, um, I, this wasn't my favorite episode, uh, because, well, there's a lot in it. Also, I, I do not like Hero. You you were going to say hate. You were going to say hate. I was going to say hate, and I, 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 I feel like. It's not fair to hate a young child. Oh, it's child. totally fair. It's so fair. <laughs> okay, is it so, fair? It's yeah, so fair. I'm, I'm struggling with that, too. No, no don't what? struggle. Don't fight don't, it. Don't it's struggle. only 12. So, give in to the hate. Is what you're give saying. in to it. <laughs> but so I I do not like him at all. Um, he is definitely a child. So congrats to him for at least uh, admitting it, but it still doesn't excuse any of his actions in this episode. There's just so much wrong with him. And I like, I, I couldn't feel like empathetic. I couldn't feel like sympathetic. I like, like I can understand like him, you know, being upset because the person that he loves got hurt, which is a whole other thing that we will talk about, I'm sure. But, uh, but like that's it doesn't give you any kind of right or any excuse. It's not okay. Like, uh, like he was so rude to Toru for like literally no reason. Yeah. Like, okay, I understand you're jealous, but like even still. And then it it was kind of like bad because like Kisa just sort of wrote that off too. And I was like, okay, well, this is this is this episode. Um, but yeah, it had like some, I guess, like nice moments. But it, <laughs> it was not. It was. I. I'm. I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> like, don't apologize. Don't apologize. <laughs> um, Michelle, what about you? I don't know. I. Oh man. The thing, I don't know. I mean, Hero did a lot of not cool stuff, but he is 12. And, like, I can see that, you know, Akito, like, beats, like, literally the crap out of um, Kisa, which is so, like, horrifying. Like, if we thought he couldn't get worse than he already was. But, like, no, he'll beat up children, too. And, like, I can see how he feels so not in control of the situation and blames himself because that's what Okita is great at. He's great at making people feel bad and like it was up to them when it never was so that they never challenge him. Like Shigure was saying like, it's not an option for Hiro to even blame Akito. So he has to blame somebody and he's already blaming himself, but he's also like targeting Toru because she's an easy target. 
target. And that's very painful and uncomfortable to see play out. But at the same time, he's like 12. So I don't know. I mean, it would do so much for me if the next time we saw him, he chilled out a lot and he was taking steps to... You know, tar- like channel all this frustration somewhere else. But I also think, like, reasonably, he he and 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 Kisa have undergone a, a huge amount of stress and trauma from the Akira situation, like everyone else. But that also means like that's going unchecked. And I feel like it's not surprising that he would act out as a result of that because, like, what else can he do? It's not like he has anyone to really talk to about this and he can't just like sit with that. So like, I can like understand where it came from, but like, it's very painful to watch him bully Toru and steal her mom away and like say all these mean things to her. So I don't know. I like, I'm not fond of him, but I guess I still feel a fair amount of sympathy, even though, like, I don't agree with anything he's doing. I, I just, like, hope it is better. And also, like, I'll just say, like, I get that Toru was trying to make him feel like he had control over his, over his relationship with Kisa and be like, oh, yeah, you'll be your prince. But, like, again, that's playing into this idea that, like, it's on him and it's his responsibility to, like, take care of her. And, like, that's part of the reason he blames himself with Akito. Like, it's not anything wrong that they did. They just shouldn't have asked him because he hates anyone being happy in the family. And those are two separate things. So it makes me a little sad that he's going to try even harder to be, like, her protector just because... They, if they're going to be partners later, they need to figure this out together. And it shouldn't be more one person's responsibility than the other. But, you know, so I feel, I'll say Momiji was a champ. I love him so much. He was great. Yay, Momiji. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this is not a fun episode to watch. You know, I will say, and We'll get into my thoughts of, on Hito in a bit. But I will say, and this is the only time I'll defend him. Um, I don't think, like, I think him being a child. I mean, I think him being, like, him, like, he didn't ask Akito, I don't think, for any permission. I think it was just like, oh, I'm just going to tell Akito I love this girl because I don't see any problem. Because he doesn't know. He just, he's a child, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, oh, by the way, I love her and I'm going to marry her. You know, like any child would, like, I'm assuming, like, a child would be like, oh my God, I just met the love of my life. You know what I mean? And then, like, he yeah. doesn't think of anything of it. So maybe he also doesn't want to tell, Ki- maybe they respected, I, like, it, the sh- episode doesn't make clear whether Kisa was aware. Yeah, of I don't why know. Why yeah. Akito beat her up? Or I don't know, maybe they did some, some mind erasure with her so she doesn't remember it. Or I don't know. Cause yeah. she seems very, like, unaffected by that. We see the one clip of her, like, in a, like, hospital bed, but she doesn't, like, for her, what's, what we know about her that's impacted her was her bullying. She doesn't engage with what happened with Akito at all. Um, that's only on, on him. It's only him who, who faces it, which I think is, like, not good, because this is something that happened to her. Yeah, it was his fault, but, like, what intentionally or not. Fault. I mean, it wasn't I mean, his fault yeah. because yeah. I mean, it's Akito's fault in the end of the day. Exactly. Like, but he blames himself for it. But mm-hmm. it's like the entire episode is framed on this guy feeling guilty. 
And it's like, yeah, but what about the girl who got beat up? That's you know? part of why yeah. I didn't understand why he was like, why did she come to Toru and not me when she was being bullied? It's like, yo, you ignored her right? for a week. Right? You ignored her for a week. She didn't think you liked her anymore. Why would she come to you then? Yeah. I mean, I mm. mean, it's so obvious to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and you know, it's, 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 you know, people would be like, oh, you know, he's just a kid. He's awkward with it. All right, whatever. But again, I just don't like the framing of it, of how, you know, that's th- that to me. It's like I I understand. I don't blame him for – I can understand why he went – he said to Akito what he said because he's just – again, he's just a kid and he probably didn't think it was like bad or maybe like he just thought like, oh, I'm different. I'm brave. I can handle this. Like, even though maybe he doesn't know or maybe he does know how Akito treated everybody else. I don't know. Um, I still am unclear as to why this family is incapable of standing up to Akito and just letting him do horrible, horrible things. I still don't understand what power he has over them. Um, Maybe we'll find out. Hopefully we'll find out eventually. But hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but just maybe it's literally just the power of intimidation. I don't know. I don't know. I there ha- <sighs> ha- it must be something else. Like but I just tell you my thoughts on Hito are I don't mind hating him. I don't care if he's a child. <laughs> like he's annoying. Uh, he's not my child, so I don't have to like him. <laughs> like, that's a really good point. You know, I don't gotta that's like this kid. He's, he's annoying. And um, also, the reveal that he was the sheep kind of really cemented the fact that I don't like him. Because I don't like sheep. What? Sheep is- yourself! You're going too far. Don't take it no, out no, on no, no. sheep. <laughs> sheep have weird eyes. No! They have the know? weirdest, scariest <laughs> eyes. Like, but what you- about the little black ones? No, They're so cute. No, no, they got weird <laughs> eyes that are like at the corner of their heads. Like, it's so <laughs> creepy. So oh I was God. only like, this kid, I don't like him. Like, he's annoying, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, it was like the nail on the coffin. I was just like, he's a sheep of, on top of everything else. You can't even, can't even call him cute. He's a freaking sheep. So, so I'm oh, sorry. So, he's got, he had everything working against him. Um, so that's just my thoughts on him. This is, this is how I feel about pigs. I find pigs very unnerving. But I really like sheep. I think they're great. They're so chill. And they make that cute boss out. They're all woolly. And, and they're not that smart, so they're easy to hug. I mean, no, I don't know. They're easy to hug. Look, look, yeah. look, goats are the devil. I get that. <laughs> That's true. They they got they got mean. They're mean. Goats are mean. They eat everything. They're mean. They got horns. I get that. Sheep are scary. (laughs) What? Like they're (laughs) scary looking. Than scary. That's the scale. Like I can look. They might be innocent. They might. I don't. I. I'm just saying. (laughs) I can be superficial about animals. They're animals, and sheep are not the cutest thing on the planet for me. Their eyes are creepy. Eyes oh, are the windows to the soul. Gotta and they've got on. scary eyes, which tells me they got scary souls. This is really hurting my heart. I'm so oh. sorry. Rip sheep. <laughs> but I'm I do appreciate so. that, like, <laughs> I do appreciate that clothing when it's, like, wool-based. Like, it doesn't hurt the sheep. If anything, like, shaving the sheep and stuff helps them yeah. and stuff. So that's yeah. nice. That's, like, that's a, you know, like, don't buy leather, buy, like, wool, I guess is what I'm telling people. 
But um, but that's another. That's a good conversation. That's a good message. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> separate message. Separate message. Um, but let's talk about um how I think it's just let's talk about Todu the way that he mistreats Todu. I think it's like already. I guess we're very pro Todu. I think it's fair to say like she's our. I like. I think it's fair to say she's like up there for us in terms of like characters that we care about on the show. And. He he kidnapped her mom. Did kidnap her mom. Which is absolutely okay. unacceptable. And I think what was most unacceptable is he completely has her, like, he's mistaken about her. Because he calls her s- that she has no self-independence. Toru has yeah. no self-independence, according to this kid. I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate this Part kid. of me thinks he doesn't really believe all those things he's saying, though. He's just like taking it out on her when he knows he's not reasonable. But that's not the point. It's just like to make her feel bad because he's jealous and it's easy to deal with her. I don't know if he actually thinks all those things. I mean, I mean he doesn't really know who she is. I will say, I will say, um, has no self independence. A lot of the criticisms can be applied to him and his insecurities. Like, mm, he thinks yeah. he's he's just a child. He thinks he doesn't have the independence. Like, he thinks he's a, he's bothersome and all that. So, eventually, all the criticism he has he has for Todu, he has for himself. Um, doesn't make it any less okay. But, I don't know. I think my problem with this episode is just, like, there is, there is a, there is a equation that Fruits Basket follows. There is a, there is, things happen in a certain manner where... You get the flashbacks, you get, like, introduction to the new character, we get their backstory, Toru heals them, the end. And it didn't really work, that formula didn't work this episode for me that much. Maybe it's because he just wasn't that sympathetic, whereas with everybody else, they've tended to at least be somewhat sympathetic. But also the message was not a good one. Right. He should yeah. take to heart. Because again, it's like, it it can't be his responsibility to be Kisa's prince because that's not like a great long-term solution. Because no. again, like what if this happens to Kisa again? What if she gets beat up by Akito? Is he going to blame himself for that too? Is he going to go in a you know self-destructive path where he's like, it was my job to protect her and I didn't. It's all my, like, that's not, that's not helpful and it's stupid. So I don't really like the advice. Like maybe she's just talking to, I, like maybe she's talking to my love lord. like, okay, he's like 12 years old. 12-year-old boys love being princes of their own story. So, like, I'll, I'll frame it like this for him so that he'll feel like he has some control and something to motivate him to be a good friend to Kisa. But, I mean, I certainly hope he doesn't take this to heart for his, like, teenage and adult years because... <sighs> I mean, no? I think, yeah. I mean, I think based on what we've seen, I think he wants to be... Like he, that's what he wants is to be Kisa's protector. But when, and if that's the case, I think this is more a a criticism of the creator of like, why would you create a, for sure. You know, why would you, you know, why would you create a, create a character that basically removes Kisa's agency for wanting to be a protector. So suddenly it's like, all right, so that's all he wants to do, which makes him very superficial. And then it makes any struggles that Kisa has, it makes it about him now. 
It doesn't exactly. make it about Kisa. Like, it's not about her and him working together equally and supporting each other. It's, like, him supporting her. And if he can't do that, he's, like, a bad, like, friend. Yeah. yeah. This kind of gives me the same vibe as when Toru had that line of, like, you know, a, a girl's greatest wish is her wedding. Because, like, Toru's so relatable. And then sometimes she'll just say stuff like this. It's like, Toru, no, what? No, that's, that's yeah. not that's not yeah. how it is. What are you saying? Yeah. But, like, the other thing, too, is that, like, why couldn't you have just said that, like, or Toru had, like, sort of nudged him in the way of being chivalrous versus, you know what I mean? Like, versus being her protector. Because, like, I think there's, like, something to be said about, like, a guy being chivalrous to you. Because then he's, like, protecting, like, sort of begins to cross that border of, like, uh, like if you're protective, you can be overprotective, you can be overbearing, which can be, you know, like, it can yeah. be controlling. Like, so, like, it's a very, like, thin line to, I guess, suggest to, especially to, like, a young boy. You know what I mean? Like, because, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but children are impressionable. <laughs> um, really? I know, it's so crazy um and i think that like saying like you should be her protector is like a really like that's not a good basis for any type of relationship because then you also like if you're on the protector path then who's to say that later on down the road kisa doesn't she may not feel romantic feelings for him because she may feel that he is more of like a father brother figure Mm. Versus, like, a romantic, like, um, interest in her life. So then that's going to create, like, a whole nother set of problems. So I think, like, saying, like, you should be chivalrous, like, versus, like, you should be her prince and protect her. Like, that, that's, uh, that's problematic for me in that regard. Um, but also... April, what do you? What? I'm just curious. What what's the difference between being a protector and being chivalrous? Because they kind of like merge together in my mind a little bit. Um, I would say like a protector, like it's kind of the idea of like, um, when people say, um, I I'll never let anything happen to you. Okay. Like. Because then it's like, okay, so you don't want anything good or bad to happen to them. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like, a sh- like, being chivalrous is a little bit more like like a support role versus, mm, like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, be- because then it, she, at the same time, she's also encouraging, like, him blaming himself for Kisa getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's like, it can't be on him, like, what happens. Plus, like, I do think if, if it's, like he's responsible for Kisa, that's going to make her really dependent on him. And that leaves her vulnerable to the things she's going to deal with in her life. Yeah. She should be able to some degree, be able to do her own stuff and yeah. to support herself because that's part of being a healthy person. Mm-hmm. So you're saying chivalrous in the way that like Yuki's kind of chivalrous to Toru. Yes. Okay. But but it's interesting that also that you bring up the whole Yuki thing because like that's what Yuki gets called as the prince and then it's yeah. interesting that Toru's advice to Hiro is that he should be a prince to her and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um but still like it, I just I feel like that like saying like the protector is very like problematic in terms of like the longevity of the relationship and things like that. Like 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the best way to like a a great example as to how I would say that my husband chivalrous versus like being a protector. Like he has protective moments and I always call him out on him because I'm like, hey, like you can't control everything that happens to me. So like like he'll be like he'll have protective moments whenever I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out tonight. Um, you know, and he'll be like, okay, well, like, are you driving? How are you getting there? Like doing all these things. And I'm like, okay, I understand you're concerned, but like, you know, I like, got this. I got yeah. this. So we're, or like if, uh, for whatever reason, like maybe like I pay all my bills and I can't afford like all of my groceries or something, then he will, you know, he'll be like, oh, like, let me, you know like give you some money and I'll say, Oh, thank you. I'll pay you back kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's very like kind of him to, to offer that support. But then he also allows me to like pay him back. I mean, he always says like, Oh, you don't have to do that. But I'm like, no, I'm going to pay you back because this is, this is, I can't, I can't do this. Like <laughs> I can't have that dependency upon you. Oh man. Now that you say that, I'm just thinking like, I think he's is objectively like a pretty great sweet character and i'm glad she is so sweet but maybe it would have really done something here if she had been a little angry at hito just because like you know she finds out that he'd been ignoring her like she actually doesn't know does she know or does toro know or is it just in his head he was saying that he was ignoring her because of because her of getting beat happened? up Cause like if she no, found that she out, she does know. She said Kisa said how she she didn't she like t- tell Toru once how she was like he stopped. Ta- like I thought that he hated. Oh yeah, me. I thought he hated me. Yeah. So like I uh, wish he would have been able to maybe like and this would have been maybe out of character. So like I get why they didn't do it. But if she had kind of confronted him and been like, look, like you ignored me for so long. Why do you think I would assume you wanted to watch the movie with me? Like that's so yeah. stupid. Like just because. Yeah, she, she's so chill about everything. It kind of just, like, doesn't give him anything to confront directly about how his actions have consequences, maybe even to the person he cares about the most. Because, like, that would have probably done something significant for him. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I will say, even though I loved Kyo in this episode, I wish the person calling him out was someone else. Simply because I feel like, Someone else would have Kyo more seriously. ground. They yeah, would. Exactly. They would take him. They, that person seriously. Kyo's often the person who like no one takes seriously. So that yeah. would have been. And I, I don't know. I think. I think the episode would have been stronger had they done more of a focus on Kisa. If she had been just more present in the episode, even if it was even if she didn't, even if she doesn't do like confront him. If you just had her in the episode more, then maybe. Instead of just, like, being in the background, like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe if they had a little bit more focus on her as well, then then, then we might have had some sort of ca- balance between, like, his yeah. kind of the victimization of him versus, like, her issues, you know? Yeah. Um, well, especially, maybe, especially yeah. because, like, his, I guess, like, his character's story is so like, wrapped up in her. Right. So, Mm -hmm. like, for his story to be so wrapped up in this one individual, but then she's not even really in this, like, in the episode. I mean, it's not that she's not there, but, like, her presence isn't, like, what's also driving the episode, too. You know what I mean? Um, And especially because, uh, what is it? Like, the last episode was Nikki's episode, and so, and then we're going into this one, and that 
it doesn't like I get that it's intended to flow, but it does not flow. Yeah. yeah. That might be why though. Like maybe they were assuming like, oh, he, like he's already had her episode and this is Hedo's episode. So the focus is going to be on him. But even if that's true, I will say it's very weird that both times like men have gone to Aikido and then the lady gets messed up. I mean, right. even though, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, it always ends up being about the guy feeling guilty. Yeah. But I know, like, I know kind of, like, she put it on her because that's when he almost lost his eyeball. But you, you still, like, are hearing about it from Hatori's perspective and right. how it, like, shaped his mm-hmm. life and how he's so sorry. And, like, I kind of find that a little weird that keeps happening. because. Totally. I would have rather, like, you know, seen these ladies deal with it, too, or at least have one of them get an episode about it for themselves. Because, like, I'm I'm, I'm not sure, like, what Akito's, like, logic is. Because, I don't know. Because, like, yeah, at first he, like, went for Kana. He, like, grabbed her hair, right? And he's like, you can't be a part of the family. You can't break the curse. Like, blah, blah. And then he hits Hattori. Or I can't remember if he hits him because he tries to stop him or if he's just so. there and he hits him. Yeah, so, like, why does he just go after the... the the person who's not asking him who happens to be the lady like i don't know maybe it's not a weird pattern but right now it feels kind of like a weird pattern i don't like it and i mean i will say um there is and the pattern goes beyond just oh this person wants to marry or is in love with this other person and then akito reacts terribly and aims for the woman this is also we see the way this is framed with i mean even though i like how they treat this kind of you see this with Momiji and his mom. Yeah, we see oh like we God. saw that with Momiji's mom too, and then I'm, like that story didn't bother me that much because it's like okay, well this is her child, and yeah. like and 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 Momiji kind of um um I guess like we did get a lot of her in the episode, like in the memories and all that, and we did did get get a lot of dialogue from her and how she was suffering. So it's not like we didn't get her side of it but it was still framed from the perspective of of a man well a boy struggling because of a woman's suffering yeah i think that's a really good point and maybe part of the reason kisa just feels so like not in this episode is because like we we get the least from her of all these people and to the point where it's like, does she even remember it happened? Yeah, because we're the not way even she sure. tells the story, it's like, oh, he just stopped talking to me out of the blue for one day, and not like, oh, he stopped talking to me after I got beat up and put in the hospital. Like that seems really odd that she wouldn't even put those two things together. And is it because she's like blocked it out? But if so, like that would imply a lot of like deep sadness there for her but we don't get any of that yeah and that seems a little odd considering she was the one who was brutally attacked yeah out of the two of them yeah yeah it's just it's it's very odd what what Kisa's place in this episode in this episode she's just kind of the romantic interest and yes but like so removed she doesn't get a say in whether or not she wants him to be her prince. She, we learn that she was beat up to the point where she was sent to the, she had to be like in a hospital for two weeks. And yet we hear none of that from her. 
Her episode happened. No more suffering from her perspective, apparently. She can't even get her own crepe in this episode. Right? I know. <laughs> Which, uh. all right, so focusing back on Akito, though, like, why can no one t- make him be responsible for the horrible things he does? Like, well, we talk about it all the time with him, but especially in this one, it really hit me. They were just so chill in the way they said, they were so detached. They were like, this is just the reality. He could never blame, he can't blame Akito, obviously. And it's like, why? Why is that obvious? Yeah, I I think it's honestly, I think it's honestly, it could just be negative reinforcement. Because if you're born into a family, so you have like this mean grandpa, right? And, like, you don't like him, and every, like, your parents are scared of him, your siblings are scared of him, your uncles are scared of him, everyone's like, oh, that's just grandpa, just don't get on his bad side. <laughs> like, maybe Akito's, like, the mean grandpa. Like, he just has to be really harsh in some instances to, like, get everyone to obey him, and he doesn't really have to do much more than that. I he, I think they're honestly just all scared, and, and they reinforce that fear in each other as much as he does to them so i I mean yeah i don't that's what i think no i think that makes sense but it also like we have no idea who he like okay we understand he's the head of the family but like how is he the head of the family like who is he in relation to like yuki who is he in relation to like like kyo is he like a great uncle or like you know what i mean like and right there's just so much of that story that's just kind of missing that maybe like it would help us like clue into the situation kind of thing. Um, Because we've already like remarked about how he looks like fairly young. Like he doesn't look like he's that much older than like Yuki. Um, But like, but even like Shigure looks older than him. So I just don't, but then also like what kind of hold does he have to where people like don't just leave at you know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, if you're so threatened, leave. Just go away. Like, what is what is going to happen to you? You're going to find a happier life? Like, but even like... That's what they say to people with, like, Stockholm Syndrome, though, right? Like, it's never yeah. that easy to leave because it, it becomes your normal. And you, you think you couldn't do better than that family you have, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like... I don't, like, I just wonder, like, oh, if you leave, like, are you, is he gonna, like, put a hit out on you? <laughs> like, like, maybe, maybe he just come after himself and put you back in the hospital. Maybe. But you can't go anywhere. <laughs> maybe that's why he's, he's so frail and fragile. He's oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I will say, um... Something that's, in- something that makes me really nervous, because the Soma family seems... Seems dead set on never standing up against Akito. Well, we've seen the pattern. We've picked up on it. Akito has a tendency on zeroing in on the women who threaten to take away his men. So, what? where does that leave Todu? Oh, she's going to take away his favorite man and the other cat he doesn't care about, but he's still going to be mad. No, yeah, he's still going to be upset about it. And then that'll like trigger something in Kyo and he'll be like, um, you've never cared about me before. I don't <laughs> yeah, see why I'm I, I better now. Yeah. See, but my, my worry is about Toru getting hurt. Oh, That's no, That's what sure. I'm scared about. 
I like, you know, like, and there's so many possible ways that this can play out, right? She'll get hurt. They'll wipe her mind. She'll forget all about the Somas. And we'll have this whole thing of like her trying, her, her remembering eventually. Well, or it could be she gets hurt and then she, like, he breaks her spirit, which is the thing I'm scared the most oh, about yeah. that Akito somehow <laughs> manages to break her spirit. And it's just, it's terrifying. And I just keep thinking, they all know how horrible he is. And they're still willing, like, I can understand why uh, uh, Yuki and Kyo are still willing to keep her around. Because they're, again, they're also kids, they're teenagers, and she's the kindest person that they've ever met. So obviously Uh they're going to, like, cling on to her. But Hattori was the, voices his concerns. He even says that he's concerned. He he's worried about the possibility of Akito directing that violence towards Tony. Yeah, Shigure and him are adult. He's voicing it. Shigure is just like, it's all coming together in my my plan. <laughs> oh my god, oh, f you, Shigure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it's and 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 you know we learn that sh- Akito supposedly tells Shigure everything, but mm-hmm. but apparently not. Apparently we don't. Apparently not. I don't. I guess she could. Was it that she could have didn't know about? I the think that's up? what it was. Yeah, he didn't know, which is like interesting because like I really got the sense at the end of this episode that Akito really screwed Shigure over when he was a kid somehow. Oh, and yeah. that's why he's taking such a long, routed way of getting revenge. I do not think he would want revenge as badly if Akito hadn't really messed with him. Yeah. And I, like, don't know what happened because he likes Yuki the most, but, like, he definitely did something with Shigure. And yeah. it, it is <laughs> changed Shigure's life for the worst, it seems. But, like, it's just not excuse him for letting Tonu just... Go- like, the more people that get beat up, it's like, how can you not assume it's going to happen to Tonu? And how can you not care? Yeah. You're really that heartless? Like, well, it, uh, it, it, it's also, like, an interesting thought process too because like okay you know that this is a very real possibility yet you continue to um like allow i say allow her to not not in like the bad way but i mean like 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 i uh, like cut her free you know what i mean but also like if you think for like two seconds that you're going to be able to protect her like why have you guys not yet formed a rebellion to, you know, leave or change, like, the situation at hand? Um, I mean, I understand, like, strength in numbers and everything like that, but, like, you do not seem like a united front. And while I find, I think that Toru is, like, the most worthy of causes, I think that you are not doing, you're not serving her in her best interest by, like, I guess, allowing for the possibility I mean, I will say it's it, we've seen in in pre in a previous episode that he will he sometimes that he does care about Toru more than he planned, mm-hmm, and he yeah. is worried. And like yeah. those are the moments where he falters in like following through with his plan because he's scared that whenever she's super nice and is just Toru, and he just gets that moment of like, oh god, I'm using this girl for and I'm putting her in da- in harm's way. So there are those moments that we have seen that where he falters, but it's never been enough. So what that tells me is that he's really committed to this revenge game. Well, he's committed I, to it and I you know, like, he's desperate, I think. That's what I, it is. I, I think, think he's so. just, he's desperate. And part of me like 
almost wants to say, like, this is a really sick and twisted way. Because, you know, like, we are talking about revenge. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I can't even imagine, like, what would have happened between Shigure and Akito that this, like, that he would feel this strongly about, like, getting revenge, like, being so vengeful. But I also wonder if, like, this is just his really, like, sick and twisted way of caring about the other Zodiac, like, members, like, that much. You know what I mean? Like... Because he's like, I've had to sit here and just watch all of this. Like, I'm not trying to, like, justify him in any way, shape, or or form. But, like, I just also, like, I wonder if that's, like, what it is, too. Is just, he's just like, I've had to sit here and watch this, like, take place. And, like, nothing would, you know, like, hurt Akito more than to show him that, like, we, we can love other people. Or, you know what I mean? Like... I know it's, like, a really roundabout and really crazy sort of, like, cutie, like, message. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. Like, I need I need to know. Tell me things. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need answers. Yeah. I'd be um, so scared, though, because, like, if Akita's going to be that coded as gay, that's, like, such an evil gay kind of trope thing. Yeah. In, in, a, in a show that has gay and bi characters that aren't acknowledged very nicely for being game by and so wouldn't a Q just be like the ultimate bad extreme of that oh yeah for if that's sure. what happens uh, oh show oh, please be- don't oh no <laughs> show please don't do it that'd be yeah, so bad yeah yeah uh, we'll we'll see there's still a lot of answers and we're not even what are I don't think we're even halfway through season two, and I think there's gonna be like four and a half seasons probably. Or we're something. still in season we're one. In season oh one, yeah. right, we're still in season one. Right, sorry. Uh, I think that this the I second. Feel, I feel like this is like the second half of season yes, one. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, but sorry, I was like, oh wait, but this is like the we got a new opening and ending, so it must be a new season, but that's not the case. Um. I think it but, uh, or yeah. it was on um like the Fruits Baskets official Twitter that the first season was going to have 26 episodes. So we're gotcha. like coming up to the end of the season. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Six more episodes. I yeah. mean, will there be a break between season one and season two? Who knows? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. We know that they're going to be making season two for sure. I just don't know if it'll, how soon it will come. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I think that I think that's that's a pretty good coverage of this episode. Um before we get into your final thoughts, I saw the preview for the next episode. Oh. Are we possibly getting like a Saki centric episode? What's it called? Cuz it it goes like I don't know, I think it's like <laughs> Oh, it's no like wait. Yeah. It's like my like wave versus wave or something like that. Yeah. Or like, oh, my, or like my waves are stronger than your waves or something. Yeah. I welcome that with open arms after the last two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so we much. Because really I, I also had that same bit of excitement and I totally forgot. Now I'm re like again. <laughs> so Yay. So there is there is light at the end of this dark, dark tunnel. And that light is Saki, which is really funny because she's all about the she black, wears black so. stuff. Yeah, so, no. so it's great. Um, but yeah, so are there any kind of uh, final thoughts you have on this episode on Hido, on on Kisa, anything? Um, no, <laughs> I think I've I've said my piece with this episode. Like it's it's just I don't know. It's so hard because like. 
this has just been the worst episode in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think this is in ter- I think by far this in is the terms worst of one. like plot and everything like that, and like heroes, like character and like story is just so like problematic and and then you know to sprinkle in all of the other like problems that took place yeah it was just a really hard episode to watch like this is the one episode i didn't read like usually i'll watch episodes at least like two times before we podcast and i was like i can only stand to watch this episode one time like that's that's how like hard it was for me so yeah yeah what about you michelle um i hope you starts to mellow out a little bit and be nicer to everyone and have more things to do and for Kisa to have more things to do with him because I feel like that hasn't really been the case this episode. So, yeah, I mean, I just hope it gets better. Yeah, I, I do feel like he, he does seem to have kind of reconciled his jealousy by the end of the episode because he even pays for Toru's crepe, which seems like a pretty big step for him. So maybe we're out of the dark cloud now. That would be nice. If that were true, I'm gonna hope so. Yeah. I think I think they wasted the name Hiro on him because <laughs> I mean, you know, so like it's like okay, it's like a little on the nose, like Hiro, Hero, you know, like I see what this episode did, and I really don't think he earns that name. No, oh, he's like so. but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have named him Buttro. That's true. Yeah, Buttro. That's his new name. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that does it for this episode. You can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Rachel, aka Rachel Rose. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.